Welcome to Practice Care with Carl White, the podcast where we help practice owners in healthcare know just enough about the business side to make good business decisions and keep their practices independent. Now our host, Carl. If it's true that the worst time to look for something is when you desperate to have it, then it's especially true for finding good staff. And my guest today says you should always be interviewing, and he's going to explain what he means by that and tell us how to get started. I'm Carl White, Principal at Mark Advisory Group, which is a healthcare marketing agency, and I'm also the host of Practice Care. The mission for both is the same, and that's to help private practice owners stay private. Not only is that what they usually want, but care is better when the provider owns the practice because that's when they're going to have the most freedom to make the clinical decisions they think are best. It's just different when somebody else owns the practice. Sometimes usually their agenda can creep in. Nobody ever gets hurt, but it's certainly more for the provider to think about. Let's just see if we can keep them private and as owners and just do away with all that to begin with. My guest today is Amit Gaglani. Amit is the CEO and founder of AG Management Consulting. Now, before that, he founded, scaled, and then partnered Aero Physical Therapy with Alliance Physical Therapy Partners, which is a private equity-backed company. Amit exited Alliance after significant entity growth and then moved on to invest in real estate syndications and commercial real estate along the way for the next 10, little over 10 years. He learned some hard lessons and then followed a stricter due diligence model, learning from which he learned from uber millionaires and billionaire investors. And now he helps physical therapy practice owners grow their business, real estate syndication companies with their investor relations and business coaching clients looking to achieve higher goals. My God, you've got a lot going on. Amit, thank you for coming on Practice Care. <laughs> Thanks you. Thank you, Carl. Great yeah, it's, it's good to see you. And let's start where I start with every guest. You've got kind of a long and windy road career path from yeah. physical therapy to physical therapy practice owner to commercial real estate. Help us make sense of all this and get to know you a bit, a bit better. Yeah, so I was trained as a physical therapist, and all I really honestly wanted to do was just treat patients better. So I went and got some advanced training and became a board-certified specialist in orthopedics. And then uh, one of my patients, <coughs> excuse me, a long time ago, said, why don't you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? That started me on the whole entrepreneurial journey, like, hey, I want to do this for myself. So mm -hmm. I started opening clinics, quickly realized I didn't know anything when it came to business, and I needed to learn about business. Mm -hmm. I found a company that was going to literally teach me what I need to know to apply into my physical therapy company from day one, as opposed to getting an MBA and getting theoretical knowledge. This company would literally take me and say, okay, well, you know, let's start with this. And then I would, I would hiring and team building. I would take a course that would go back into my practice and put it into play and then come back and take another course. So over five years, I really just got every segment of my company kind of covered. And it just gave me a, bit, a better roadmap of how do I want to grow my company. Okay. And then you, you left physical therapy kind of sort of all together, right? So I, I kept building my company to around 2017 is when I realized, well, actually before that, that the writing was on the wall, the um, hospital systems were getting very big and they were starting to buy out a lot of the primary care doctor's offices and then telling the primary care, Hey, you have to refer all your patients to the hospital. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I could fight the fights. Um, insurances are not reimbursing us. Um, they're not negotiating with us because we're too small. Mm -hmm. um, the cost of health insurance was getting higher and higher for my, myself and my employees. Right. And I said, you know, I could fight the fight, but that just means I'm putting in more and more and more hours. But how do I, how do I 10 X this intelligently? And I sought to partner with private equity 
I looked at private equity and I looked at strategics and private equity was a better model for me to go down. So okay. I chose to go down that model. Okay, cool. Um, and so we're here talking about interviewing, finding good staff, um, which you faced and you continue, we all face. Absolutely. And let's just get into it. Yeah. So the best time to interview is when you don't need staff. Why is that? Let's start yeah, there. So Before what, we get to the, the first, how, the why. Yeah. The first thing that I learned is that you always have to be looking. And like you said, what, why do you always have to be looking? Because you never know when one of your staff members that you think is a rock star decides that the next day he had some law, him or her had a life-changing event and all of a sudden wants to quit. What do you do? Now you're going to start looking for somebody and then mm -hmm. you feel like you're behind the eight ball. Uh, not only from a negotiating point, you can't really negotiate with somebody when you're desperate and you need to get somebody back in there. Yeah. And then you, your your production or whatever your income level starts to drop down because if that person leaves. Mm -hmm. So if you have a constant pool of people to choose from, you're never at that loss. Not only that, but your existing employees, when they see that you're constantly hiring, they realize, wow, my job to me is really important because this the, the owner could literally has so many applicants constantly coming in, you mm -hmm. know, that want this job. So I better make sure that I'm paying attention too. So it keeps everybody else on, I don't want to uh, I say on edge, but it keeps them on their toes too. And you have applicants to pull from at any time that you need to. Right. It's kind of like I, I, I was preparing for this. I was thinking of it as, you know, you just think of it as you've got a really, you know, really strong finger on the pulse of those who yeah. are out there. Um, and, and so, so let's get into it. So the broad question is, when you don't need staff, what broadly speaking, what does good interviewing look like? Like paint us that yeah. picture. So a lot of times people think it's a specific question that they ask or like the answer that they get. And honestly, it doesn't matter the question sometimes, it doesn't even matter the answer, or how they answer it. It's just watching and observing their body language, watching, observing just their their how how they walk in, um, their ability to like it's I think you and I when we were speaking, I said I used to ask people on the interview before they would come to the interview, please meet, make sure you bring a red pen. Yeah. You know, um, just to see who who listens, who follows mm -hmm. directions. Mm -hmm. And in the in the waiting room, first thing that my receptionist would ask, did you bring a red pen? And if they said no, we would unfortunately say that. I mean, we weren't rude about it, but we would say, you know, this isn't going to work out or whatever we said. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it, that was one of our basic things. Can you follow basic directions? Yeah. So if they couldn't do that, then what was the point? So let, let me just clarify for myself. So are are you saying you're you're actually like to me, there's a couple different as types of interviewing, right? There's informational interviewing, who's out there, let's get to know each other, let's be aware of each other. And then you as the owner, in the back of your mind, you're like, could I imagine myself hiring this person, you know, yeah. down the road one day or not? And then there's the, I can't tell if what you're saying is you're you're actually doing interviews as if you were going to hire somebody. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. We're even actually if you don't need somebody. As a, <clears throat> even if you don't need somebody, the thing is, you don't know <clears throat> when you may need them, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So we would interview people, we would ask them generalized questions, um, you know, like, what do you think about a production based system that rewards you on uh, your individual efforts, as opposed to, um, you know, just a flat salary. In other words, you make them think like, well, mm -hmm. what does he exactly mean by that? Like, you know, and, and you, you kind of see that and then you wait for the response. They don't even ask for a clarifying question or they don't even answer the question at all. You kind of get a, a certain idea, but you're mm -hmm. asking a bunch of questions, right? Mm -hmm. And your, your interview is not long. It's never over 30 minutes. It's, it's well under that. And sometimes, honestly, it could be 10 minutes if you know right away that this person, you yeah. know, I had a person show up in sweatpants and thought that that was acceptable. <laughs> oh my God. I've got a client with stories like that. It's like, really? 
you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so then you just, you, you automatically know who the client pool that you're talking to, you know, and what, the, so you're like, okay, well, I got to make sure I streamline this process. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I'm getting, uh, I, just to keep clarifying. So do you, do you put out there, we are hiring and you see who comes yeah, in, yeah. even if, even yes. if you're not, like, are you, or, or, you know, you're, you don't really in have any, a salary. So you know. in, in my company, we were constant, we were growing at 20 to 30% a year. So you're constantly looking for good people. And if you find a really good person, you can make room for them somewhere in the company. Okay. So if you're finding a rock star and you need to get them in right now and you see it's a good opportunity, you could hire them. Okay. Yeah, because you can tell that this person is going to be worth their salt. If you're not sure, that's when you're like, okay, well, let me hold on to your resume. We might have something coming up soon. Okay. Get back in touch with them. If you weren't growing at that rate, anything near that rate, would you still have done, you know, always be interviewing? So I guess it may be industry specific too. In my industry, what was happening is, uh, let's see, physical therapists would jump around literally at the opportunity and said, hey, someone else is giving them a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Let me jump over there. You're constantly, there's turnover, right? Mm -hmm. So you constantly want to see what's the new salaries? What, what are new people doing? And when you talk, the more people you talk to, the more ideas that you get of what others are doing as well. So it keeps you up to speed on what's going on in the marketplace as well. Um, but yeah, even if I wasn't honestly growing at twenty to thirty percent, I'd still want the best honest, uh, the best applicant pools out there. Okay, and you so, don't want the bottom of the barrel. You want the top, you know. And the only way you're going to do that is you're constantly interviewing to see who's out there. And honestly, you just want to make sure that you're leaving things on, at a good point. You know, communicate with them, saying, "Hey, I don't have something right this minute, but let's stay in touch." Well, yeah, and so I mean, the the way I was thinking of it was so you know. Person X quits today. Well, geez, you know, I got to start interviewing tomorrow. I got to start replacing this person tomorrow. Really, the applicant pool that you're going to get to choose from is whoever's available, right? And whoever yeah. self-selects and watches Indeed or whatever, even though, you know, there's varying opinions about any place where you might go hunt for candidates. But on the other hand, if you are, you know, at some uh, manageable pace, always trying to keep up with who's out there and, uh, you know, metaphorically yeah. have a coffee and let's just know of each other, then you could get to know really good people, even if you don't need somebody now. Those are yeah. the difference. You need somebody now versus you don't, but you want to position yourself well for when you do. That's kind and of what even I was getting, though you, you know. Even though you've interviewed people, it's like you're starting to interview again, but now your applicant pool is people you've already interviewed before right. who, who hopefully know you and like you. And that's why they're willing to come in as opposed to just sending something out there on Indeed and you don't even know the people. And now you're going through hundreds of resumes for 90% of them, which don't even you know pertain to what you actually need. Right, right. The people and, now and that you're talking to are exactly what you need. Correct. And, and times, I guess time's still... It's a bit more on your side because you've done this legwork. Yeah, you're at least a couple steps ahead, right? Because, you know, any person that's looking for a job might have already have found something, but they might have to, you know, take two weeks, two, three weeks um, off from the other job or tell them or give notice. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was viewing it as, you know, networking versus hiring, I guess. That's you a good know? point. Yeah, you it's know? like networking. Yeah. So is is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just trying to get ahead of the curve, really. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, if you put something on D in Indeed, and I used to do that all the time, I would say very specifically what I'm looking for. And then you're looking at these resumes and they're like, this is not even what I asked for. And I'm getting all these, but I still got to look at it to, to realize this isn't what I needed. Yeah. So at least this time around, when you're looking at your applicants, you're looking at only the ones you've already spoke to. 
to just so streamlining they, that step. So you've got the sweatpants example. Are there any other examples of just, just I don't know, horrible? Like you knew right away, this is. Oh, there's happen. people who 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 don't show up with the red pen and get very upset that you know that uh, uh, that hey you know yeah I didn't think it was very important to bring and this and that so I chose not to bring it. Okay. But, you know, why people get upset about it, you know, there's some just odd birds out there that just, you know, and yeah. obviously the world is made up of all different people. But, uh, yeah, yeah, just, you know, odd stories like that where you, you're talking to somebody and you're talking to somebody and they're not looking you in the eyes or looking all over the place. And you're mm -hmm. like, well, this is not going to be the best candidate to have. Yeah. Or somebody who just listens and says, OK, well, how much are you offering me? I said, we haven't even talked about the position yet. So you know, just some odd things that people yeah. do. Yeah. And you're, you're like, okay, now I but know if, why you're looking. But, yeah. but if you've got an open position, you have to sift through all this stuff, right? And every one of those is time that you That's right, have which takes time. Person. Yeah. So, so I would allocate a certain amount of hours each week just to interview people on, yeah. my, on my schedule. Yeah. What would you allocate? Because like, I had uh, how many hours? Yeah, just about. a few hours a week. Okay. Just a few hours a week of just interviewing some of the, the the resumes that I came in. I would try to set them up and say, you know, on a weekly basis, I want to interview a couple different candidates. Otherwise, you know, that way, if I'm doing it consistently like that, then it's just more routine. Right, right, right. right. And, and, and I wonder if that's part of what stops people from starting this. Nobody could argue that getting ahead of a problem is a good idea. Like, oh, when do I have the time? This, that, you know, an hour, hour and a half, you know, yes. a few hours a month. Keep your finger on the pulse. That's um, all it was. Because anything you, more than that would be just unrealistic. It was just like, who's going to do five hours a week? Like, that's not, I can not, use that time to do something else. Right. And for, for the candidates that you had that you liked, but there wasn't a place for them, what would you do with them? How would you stay, would you stay in touch? How would you stay in touch? You know, if you say, boy, I'd like to hire that person. We just truly, I know you could find a place, but, you know, you said you could, but for others that couldn't, what would you? Unfortunately, you know? the truth is they would sit in a, in a pile and then I'd probably just never got to them. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's the truth. Because you just get so busy doing some other things. And you're like, okay, I got this pile. Then you look back three, four years later, and you're like, okay, this pile, <laughs> this, this, this list of people is getting old now, I need to kind of, you know, reach out to them to see if they're even available anymore. Then you yeah. look at their email, and it's their, 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 um, wherever they went to school, their school email, and you're like, oh, wow, they graduated a while ago, they probably don't even use this email anymore. Okay, so you didn't really follow up with people? Um, I did certain people right away, depending on what was going on in my office, to be honest with you, okay. um, with certain things. Um, if we were like going through a lot of growth, then I'm following all the time as, as, as things started changing dynamically and if I didn't follow up as much, then I started noticing that it would just pile up on me. Okay. Okay. So it's like with anything, you know, everything's a good strategy until all of a sudden something comes from left field and throws you off. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I I used to work out, but that was like how many weeks ago? And then I stopped working out. I got to get back into it again. Right. Right. Those things. Right. So when we were talking before the interview, you were saying, you know, indeed, not great. You know, that the sort of standard online place is not great. If somebody wanted to get started on this sort of more proactive interviewing, let's call it that, uh, what are some tips you have for them? Like some you so, know, uh, lessons well, learned from, from your experience. I Believe it or not, um, you, Front desk people are, have to be really highly engaged with the customer. So if you go to a local restaurant, you talk to and you see a good waitress, mm -hmm. you, you strike up a conversation. There's been many times that we've striked up conversations to hand them a business card and say, if you're looking for opportunities, you know, let's talk. 
Okay. Those were some of the best people because they did various jobs in my company for me, but they were just very good customer oriented people. And I could teach them the skill that they needed, Mm -hmm. but I can't teach them a personality, which they already had. Mm -hmm. And what about other physical therapists, like the more sort of licensed where, you know, they're. Yeah. Those were very tough just because they were in in so much demand. Like in my state, there were more jobs available than the physical therapist, than actual physical therapists. So each physical therapist could work multiple jobs easily. So they're always being hunted, you know, by headhunters, by, you know, physical, by, um, by every single thing. I even had, um, I even had a headhunter work for me because it was, they were just so in demand. Um, they, they just get so many offers out the wazoo that they can't even keep up in their own emails. Okay. So you have to use just a variety of tactics. One of them, which is, you know, they always want to come to your website. So you have to make sure that the website is clean, neat, and it shows that it's a team building. And then, and then it's not something that you're portraying. It's something that you have to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. So your whole, your whole atmosphere has to be about, okay, we'll, we'll hear, you know, we're, we're taking you in we're going to educate you. We're going to, we're going to try to get you to be the best physical therapist that you could possibly be. So let's find out what you're interested in and let's pursue some of those things. So individually tailoring, you know what those things are that mean something to them you know okay but i can't i I won't lie and say i'm doing this which is different than anybody else because it's such a demanding area for that you know pts are just needed everybody's doing the same thing right okay okay um so a couple of wrap-up questions that's something you were gonna no go ahead you were gonna say something I, i was going to say this is what we've been seeing normally in healthcare too there's just a lack of uh people and um, and that's professional staff. And now lately, it's it's non-professional staff, front desk people, assistants, and things like that. It's just there just seems to be like I don't know where everybody's hiding, but it just seems to be not enough people. Yeah, I don't either. It's um, so we're recording this, and you know, towards the end of twenty twenty three, a couple of years ago, it was if you had a yeah. pulse, you could make a signing bonus. That seems to have changed a little bit, although you know the unemployment rate is still historically low. Um, I don't know where they are, you know. I will tell you in the last, when I was starting to do physical therapy, um, there were PTs available. Then it started getting harder and harder. And at that time, I used to think, man, it's really hard to get a PT. But every year it just gets harder and harder and harder Mm -hmm. to get PTs. And now even the largest of companies will say, yeah, recruiting is a big challenge. They have multiple full-time recruiters offering crazy amounts of sign-on bonuses, just whatever they can to try to get people in. Mm-hmm. And then they do whatever they can to try to, you know, keep people. Yeah. So in a way, it's a good thing because you want to keep good staff. You want the bad staff to go somewhere else. You, yeah. you really don't want them anyway. But yeah. it just becomes a challenge, you know. And, and yeah, and it's, it's across multiple in- industries, not just this one. It's true. It's true. A client of mine is a pediatric speech therapist and holy cow. I mean, part of what exacerbated that is that the COVID year, they didn't graduate. They just sort of just wait, you know, for COVID to slow down. And that pushed everything off by like either a year or a semester. I forget which, but it just, it rocked the entire industry because nobody, this pool of graduates that was never came. So, you know, they were all fighting for what's left and holy cow, it's, um, I wonder if they couldn't have been the only one. So, I mean, all the more reason to, you know, have your finger on the pulse of who's out there um, yeah. when you don't need them. And I like the idea of, you know, what you said was customer service is a big trade of the front desk. So anybody who seems like they've got good customer service instincts, teach them your front desk, you know, but you're right. You can't teach them to care. I mean, to a point, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that, that that's true. Uh, with physical therapists, 
they, you know, that's why they go to school. So they better be caring. So that's not something you're teaching them anyway. Yeah. So. Right. But like the front desk or, you know, somebody Correct. else is not. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in the interest of kind of, you know, wrapping up the interview. We're here all, we're all about bite-sized advice here on practice care. Um, is there anything you think I should have asked you, but I just didn't think to ask you? Well, what I learned from my training um, in regards to always be hiring was that uh, you, you should put together different interview questions for different types of candidates that you're looking for, you know, very simple things. And you're, you're trying to observe how they're answering these questions. And, and uh, you know, are they looking you in the eyes? It's just these small, little subtle things that you're, you're, you're observing because the truth is the best that person is going to look is how they are on the interview. So if they can't do a good job while they're interviewing with you, the chances of you walking out and are you leaving them alone in your company to run it or to, to be there in their position, they're not going to do a great job. So just understand you're getting the very best right in front of you now. So ask questions that are not, that are not uh, yes or no answers that are open-ended questions that make them think and make them like, you know, think about the answer and put something together and articulate something. That yeah. would be something I would tell anybody who's listening that that would be a, a good advice. Okay. You don't, they should be talking more than you. Yeah. It's true. And, and it's so funny. You say, you know, I think your sweatpants example, this other client, a couple, of, a couple of other examples. And I, on top of everything you said, I think of what else that ought to be common sense isn't that I'm going to have to take time to tell this person. Like, do I really want to get involved? You know, yeah. do I really want to go down that path? Yeah. Um, you really don't want to hold, hold somebody's hand through the whole job process. And forevermore, you know, and have debates about whether sweatpants are, you know, proper. I, and it, as as an example, we're kind of I'm kind of beating that one. The other question is, all right, so we've caught a listener's attention. They're like, you know what, he's right. I should be doing this more often. I always wait till I actually have an opening and it's painful every time. Sometimes people want to get started on something, but they're stuck at the starting line. They just don't know where to start. So, you know, one or two super simple things that you could recommend they they start doing to go yeah. down the path of just always be interviewing. Yeah, honestly, we did talk about Indeed and it's not really a bad place to start. Put something together on paper, get it out there. Don't wait till you have the perfect thing. Just start the process. You can tweak it as you go. Once mm -hmm. you start realizing, hey, I'm not getting a great candidate from this thing. Okay, let me just change a couple sentences here and there. Just keep playing with it, you know, but don't wait until you have the, the perfect thing in your mind. Just get started. That's awesome, right? Because uh, it's so true. Usually if, if it's something you haven't done very often or before, the chances you get it perfect the first time are practically zero. And so you've got to test it out a few times and see what you get. Yeah. Makes and a put, a little, put a little, put a little, what is it called? What do they call it? Easter bunnies in, in the, uh, in the ad where it's oh, just Easter something eggs, hidden yeah. like Easter yeah. eggs. That's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I used to use, uh, bring a red pen, but you can, you know, do whatever you know you want to do just to see if they're paying attention. Yeah. I had another a guest, it was about a year ago and it was something similar and, and she would just bury it deep in the job description to see, did they really read to the end? Or something, yeah. And, and yeah, perfect. I love it because um, you want somebody who can follow, who has some attention to detail. If they're going to work for you. Yes, and they're not going to assume they're going to read and gather data. Yeah, I love it. Um, cool. Well, thank you for coming on Practice Care. This is really helpful stuff. It's it's like I said at the beginning. I think it's obvious when you say it out loud, but it's not necessarily so obvious to implement. Um, I also like that you said you know a couple hours a week, which hopefully is not onerous. You know, you can kind of build a rhythm and get good at it, and and hopefully find some good people for when the time is right. So thank you very much for coming on Practice Care and helping us understand this. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And a couple of other points before we wrap up. First, I'm going to put the uh, all the contact information that Amit gave for the show notes for the episode. Anybody who wants to contact him to learn more about it or talk more with, with him can do so. Uh, and then 
couple of other points. Like I said, first, if you've got some uh, experience on the business side of private practice, whether you're a practice owner or you're someone like me or Amit, or Amit who, who services private practice and you want to tell the world about it, we want you to come on Practice Care so you can do just that. In the show notes for this episode and every episode is a link, a couple of questions. Tell us what's on your mind so we can get you scheduled as soon as possible. And finally, we do a new episode every week. The easiest and best way to stay up to date with them is to subscribe to Practice Care. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Amazon, we're on YouTube. Subscribe to any one of them so that when new episodes drop, you can be notified and stay up to date. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Practice Care with Carl White. Make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. You can find our guest contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.